This is an ABC podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Ruby, and this is News Time. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Every week, we count down five stories making news around the world. And today, we're going to ask what's all the fuss about Wally the Walrus? We'll find out more about a special language called Auslan. We'll cheer for the champions of two golden slams. We'll venture out onto beautiful Nukunu country. And finally, we'll meet the scientists who want to bring woolly mammoths back to life. Wowee! What do you think? Are you ready for the countdown? I'm ready! Story number five. Imagine gazing out across a big harbour. The glittering blue water, some bobbing sailboats, and hold on, what's that? A walrus on a boat. You're right, it is a walrus. Walruses aren't supposed to go in boats? No, they are not, but Wally likes climbing boats. I think so he can get more adventures because he can't swim very well. Actually, Wally is a great swimmer. He's been spotted in the sea around Norway, France, Wales, England, and now Ireland too. That is a lot of swimming. He's been climbing onto boats for a bit of a rest every so often. But that's become a bit of a problem because Wally weighs 2,000 kilograms. That's about the same as a rhinoceros or two hippos or three cows. Even though I'm sure he doesn't mean to, Wally's been damaging some boats with his enormous body. He's even sunk a few of them. Oops. The good news is the people of the British Isles have come up with a plan. They've decided to find Wally his own walrus-sized floating couch. They put a call out for donations and a couple from a place called Cork donated a flat-bottomed boat. So now Wally has his very own resting spot. Story number four. People all over the world have just celebrated International Day of Sign Languages. Sign language is when you use your hands to tell people things. Yeah. Sign languages are a way of communicating by using our bodies, especially our hands and our arms, to make words and sentences. I can't communicate with you in a sign language right now because podcasts are for ears, and sign languages, they're for your eyes. You use your hands or feet to talk to each other if you're deaf. Because if you can't talk, you use your hand. That's right. Sign languages are used by deaf and hard of hearing people because they don't rely on us listening with our ears. There are more than 70 million deaf and hard of hearing people in the world and more than 300 different sign languages. I had no idea there was different kinds of sign language. Yep, in Australia the sign language is Auslan. It's based on British sign language and it's a bit different in each state and territory. Long before Auslan, Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples used different sign languages too. 
In fact, some language experts have been recording First Nations sign languages and making them into a collection. That way, they can be passed down from elders to kids and shared so that everyone can learn. I want to learn sign language. Story number three. Do you know what a golden slam is? A boxing fight. A golden door that someone slammed when you get so many trophies. Hmm, you're getting close. A golden slam is the biggest and best tennis title in the world. Oh, yeah. It means that you won a Grand Slam. That means winning all four major tennis championships in Australia, France, Wimbledon and the United States, plus a gold medal at the Olympics or the Paralympics, and you won them all in a single year. A Golden Slam is very rare. The only person who's ever won a Golden Slam before was a tennis player from Germany named Steffi Graf. She did it 33 years ago. Good job, and you did very good. But now there are two more Golden Slammers to add to the list. Dylan Alcott from Australia and Deirdre de Groot from the Netherlands. Both of them just won Golden Slams within a few hours of each other. They are both wheelchair tennis players and they ticked off the last item on their Golden Slam checklist when they won their divisions at the US Open in New York. Dylan, I'm so proud of you. I think I really want to be like you. Good job. You're doing really good. Dylan and Deirdre say a Golden Slam is a dream come true. And now everyone's wondering what will they do next? Try to win some more medals. Celebrate. Play some golf. Story number two. Nukunu country is in South Australia, near a place called the Spencer Gulf and the Flinders Ranges. Zana Carter used to own a really big property there, about the size of 30 football fields. Is she a football player? Mm, I don't think so. Zana wanted to rehabilitate her land. That means filling it with native plants to make it healthy again, restoring it to what it was like thousands of years ago. She decided the best way to do that was to return the land to the Nukunu people. Because it's very good for the Aboriginal people and also very nice to do it. Because it's kind. The Nukunu people are the traditional owners. They've lived on the land for thousands of years. When Europeans came to Australia, they declared ownership of the land and divided it up and sold parts of it for money. Zana says returning her property to the Nukunu people is giving back what was always theirs. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Nukunu community is thankful. They have welcomed Zana into their family and they call her auntie now. They say they're going to grow native plants and use the land for special ceremonies. All the Nukunu people will be allowed to visit and Auntie Zana is always welcome. Story number one. If you could bring any animal from history back to life, what would it be? A T-Rex. 
a dodo bird, but you can't bring something back when it's extinct. Well, you might think so, but there's a group of scientists that right this second is working on bringing back the woolly mammoth. It used to live in the Ice Age because it had a very fur coat. Usually all the furry coat ones all lived in the Ice Age and that's why it's called a woolly mammoth because it's all woolly. Yep, woolly mammoths are the extinct relatives of the elephants we have today. They lived thousands of years ago and they were covered in hair and thick layers of fat to keep them warm in icy cold environments. Now scientists are planning to build a creature that's part mammoth and part elephant. I wait, wait, what? The idea is the new elephants will be able to live in the freezing cold Arctic where regular elephants wouldn't be able to survive. Woolly mammoths are meant to live in the cold. Actually, that's what they're made for. They're made for going in cold. They're going to take DNA from the Asian elephants of today and mix it in a lab with DNA from what's left of the mammoths. DNA is found in every part of every living thing. It carries all the information about how something looks and how it works. Cool, and also I'll invent a mammoth that can fly like a drone and it's an all-weather, new-invented mammal. Nice one. If the experiment is a success, the scientists are hoping to have young mammoth elephant calves roaming around in about six years. I would duck and run. I'll ride one. I'll say, <gasps> oh, wow. I wonder what they'll call the new creature. A woolly mammophant? An elemoth? Uh, Hmm, good one. And that's it for today's show, my friends. Don't forget to check out the news time quiz. It's in the show notes. Thanks, Ruby. I'll catch you next week. Bye. News time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.